0: Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to episode number sixteen of Well Beyond the Ark. I'm Anoli,
1: and I'm Montana,
0: and we're happy to have you guys with us uh, today. Our episode title is "Rank 'Em," and Montana and I are going to do just that. We're going to rank the top five NBA players of all time at each of the five traditional positions. Um, so we got a great show for you guys. Uh, happy that you're here enjoying us tonight. A couple housekeeping notes, just as always, if uh, you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Yankee and the Brit sports group. If you're watching us on YouTube, just hit that uh, subscribe button on the bottom left hand corner. If you are watching us uh, or listening to us, excuse me, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, yeah, let's just let's just dive right into it, Montana. Couple things we uh, before we want to touch on before we head into ranking the, the top five of all time at each of the positions. Kevin Durant, our probably most mentioned player since we've started this podcast, that isn't named Russell Westbrook, managed to get himself in the news again. He met with uh, the Nets owner, Joe Sy, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. I, forgive me if I mispronounced that, but he met with them again to kind of follow up on his trade request that he made about a month or so ago. And basically gave the Mets owner an ultimatum. Either keep me or fire general manager Sean Marks and head coach Steve Nash. Montana, I'm I'm floored at this. I just want to get your thoughts first.
1: Um, I mean, I am not entirely shocked. There's there's one of two things. There's either he either means that or he doesn't. He's either just saying that and he's trying to push this and get them to just get through a trade and get it figured out. Or he really does want to stay and make it potentially work, but he doesn't think it'll work with them. We have talked about Steve Nash. I think both of us agree. P- plenty of room to grow as a coach. What is this, this going to be his third or fourth season? So plenty of room Thanks to third, grow. As a yeah. coach. Plenty of room to grow, but he might not, he isn't the guy for a team that has Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. And I don't think he has his. Style figured out yet. I think that they really went through a tough time figuring out what type of basketball they wanted to play. And I think that came a lot from him not having a solid plan, a solid game plan. So I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think the Nets team could get better. So it's going to go one of two ways. I think either this is a real thing and they're going to, are they going to fight? They're not going to fire both of them, but I think they can come to a middle ground if Kevin Durant has any interest in staying. I think they can get him to stay. And another factor is the Kyrie Irving part. If he's staying, which it looks like he says he is, which is also, I mean, everything's frozen. A lot of stuff is still frozen. A lot of stuff is still on edge because of this Kevin Durant. thing. I think there's a lot of late, you know, postseason things we're going to see that we've never, we have, we, I think we're going to see some big moves happen really close to the season because this Kevin Durant thing froze everything. And the Kyrie Irving thing, that was the, that was all anyone focused on. So Personally, I think Kevin Durant is going to end up staying and I think they're going to end up coming to a middle ground, but he also could just be trying to push this and, you know, put the final net on the coffin and just get shipped out. And I don't blame him. I don't think the Nets are going anywhere anytime soon, at least in the right direction.
0: I am just going to say it. I'm sick of Kevin Durant. He is one of the most talented players of all time. And I'm sure I'm willing to bet that at least one of us is going to have him on our our list later on as uh, one of the top small forwards. But this dude, I, I get it. He's not happy. doesn't want to be there. Ship him out. But to hold the whole franchise hostage and, and, and threatening or asking them to fire the head coach who you basically picked and endorsed when you first went to Brooklyn in the first place. Um, maybe you don't get along with the general manager. That's fine. That's your right. Um, but that just shows the, the pull of superstar players to, these days. You know, does he want to go? Does he want to stay? Okay, this is, this is why I want to leave. Like, come on, man. You know, make, make up your mind. Either you stay or you go. That's it. But I don't think the Nets are going to fire their general manager and head coach two months, two, three months before the season starts. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think Kevin Durant's not going anywhere unless you find a willing trade partner. Obviously, it hasn't happened to this point. No one wants to help the Nets. I wouldn't want to help the Nets either. Um, if it got me Kevin Durant, that's fine, but I'm not going to go out of my way to help the Nets. And, and the, the funny thing here is, even Kyrie Irving recently came out and said, Yeah, I'm going to, I, I want to stay with the Nets this season. Well, of course you do. You're under contract for like $37 million. You have to stay unless they trade you. Um, You know, bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, you're under contract, man. But he also came in, he allegedly uh, kind of had the same comments as Kevin Durant. Well, you know, if you guys get rid of Shawn Marks and Kevin and uh, Kevin Nash, a w, another WWE wrestler, Steve Nash, uh, yeah then I'll stay too. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. We'll see how it goes. I don't think the Nets are going to fire their front office, but neither here nor there.
1: We could see them part ways with somebody, but I don't think they will part ways with both of them. I could see them maybe parting ways with Nash. I don't, Yes. I still think that's a little bit out of the, you know, a little far, but I can see them parting ways with Nash. And if it's going to keep Irving and KD there, they're going to do that. They want to keep those guys because they've built all that hype up around those guys. The second they lose those guys, they're just the Brooklyn Nets again.
0: Yep. I, I think I almost called him Kevin Nash again. Steve Nash, one of the best NBA point guards ever, two-time MVP. Uh, got to learn in Golden State under Steve Nash as a consultant, you know, kind of the co- coaching ranks there. And, you know, as a point guard, you're kind of the coach on the floor. I do think it was a mistake of the Nets to hire him in the first place. He hasn't been terrible, but, you know, when you have those type of superstars and you're expected to compete for a championship right away, I would have thought you'd want a more experienced coach and things of that nature. So um we shall see. Well, from the ongoing uh, young and the restless uh, soap opera known as the Brooklyn Nets, we go and we check in briefly with uh, some things happening in the Pro-Am Leagues. You know, the Drew League has become more and more popular over the last 15 years. Uh, LeBron James and DeMar DeRozan recently took part and, and thrilled a, a small crowd there in the Drew League about a week or so ago. Um Uh, LeAngelo Ball, of all people, scored 52 or 53 points in a Drew League game. I I don't know how he did that, but that's got to mean something, right? You have these pros that even, like, guys that are 12 men or, you know, on the cusp of being cut, like a Malachi Flynn, uh, I believe is how you pronounce his name, Uh, 73 points in a program game. But the story that's come out in the last week or so are the antics of former Spurs and current Atlanta Hawks guard DeJounte Murray uh, there's some viral clips of him just clowning guys, including number one overall pick Paolo Banquero, the magic. Uh, in I think it was either Isaiah Thomas or Jamal Crawford's program up in Seattle last week uh, earlier this week. I think it was Montana. I don't know if you've seen the clips, but what do you make of Jamal Murray's antics in the programs here?
1: I mean, honestly, I would say there's a huge factor in where he's playing for now. You know that Hawks team. Trey Young's kind of a villain in the league. People look at him like that, especially if you're a Knicks fan. You definitely look at him like a villain. I mean, he is—he is the new Reggie Miller to Knicks fans. That's kind of—he's—he really. And it was just one playoff series, but ever since when they they played them since, I mean, no one likes him there. So he's a villain. This could be his other, this could be the, you know, they could all be coming together and saying, we're just going to go out there and be and be a menace to the league. I think that's what it is. I think they're just in that, he's in that mindset already. Now, is he going to do that during the NBA regular season at pro? No, he's not going to do stuff like that. But he is going to have that effect on players. He is going to bully players. He is going to get in their head. And I think we're seeing a whole new side of him. And I think that is a side that is going to be an NBA champion within the next six years.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I mean, he got out of San Antonio and all of a sudden he let his hair down and decided, hey, this is who I am. I'm going to show more of my personality. I'm going to – I've uh, not necessarily escaped Pop's grip, but, I mean, you didn't see him do this kind of stuff in San Antonio. Some of it's funny. Some, of, I think the whole Paolo Banquero DeJounte Murray beef is hilarious because the rookie got mad at – okay, he, he clowned him on one play and then he decided to go at him on Instagram and this and that. Like, come on, man. you got to be stronger than that, mentally stronger. Uh, it, it definitely makes the, the you know first game the Atlanta Magic and Orlando I'm sorry the Orlando Magic I'm all over the place today Orlando Magic and Atlanta Hawks um an actual must watch game I can't believe I'm saying that but
1: he's going to have a target on his back now though because people absolutely know absolutely uh, is people know he's in the number 1 pick people are going to go for his head after seeing that because if a pro if that got in his head as much as it seemed to just wait till you're on the big stage. I'm and ta- I'm not talking about playoffs or finals. I'm talking about a regular Thursday night game. All right. That's the big time. It doesn't matter what day. It doesn't matter when it is. That's the big league. So if he's soft and he's having that reaction now, I think <sighs> he's going to have a huge target on his head now. And maybe he'll react well to that and he'll be tough. And I mean, again, disrespectful, sure, but it wasn't worth going as far as he took it. And that's just – he just hurt himself, and he's going to have a target on his back
0: now. You, you want to go back at him? Go back and dunk on him at the other end. Don't say anything. Don't get yeah, into exactly. this, this viral beef that can get you – they'll just blow up and put this target on your back. Go, go out and beat him. Beat him on the court instead of this, like, I don't know, internet fight. seems pretty ridiculous to me. But anyway, we'll keep an eye on that, and I guess we now have a reason to watch an Atlanta Hawks-Orlando uh, Magic game come the fall. Well, we're going to get into our favorite game a lot more quickly than uh, usual. Uh, We want to save a lot of time to get into our debates on our top five um, NBA players of all time at each position. So we're going to head into everybody's favorite game NBA player or for those that have been following and watching and listening to well beyond the arc. uh, Since the beginning, you guys know how the game is played, but we're going to go through it again anyway. Every week, I give Montana five names, and Montana has to tell me whether or not that person is an NBA player, current or former, or somebody else, somebody from a different profession. Uh, So far, Montana is 46 out of 65. Uh, He's getting a lot more right than he is wrong. It is a game of chance, 50-50. But Montana seemed to do well. He's got four out of five the last two weeks in a row. Uh, He's still in search of his Second ever five for five, and uh, tonight. we'll see how it goes tonight, um, tonight. This one might be a little tough though, Montana. Um, maybe not then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, don't but, lose maybe that confidence. <laughs> don't lose that confidence. Tonight's category is NBA player or four star U.S.
1: general. Wow, this one okay,
0: not gonna lie. I just happened to see an article that some, about some general. And I'm like, okay, four-star general. I had nothing else as of a few hours ago. Nothing. So anyway, we'll if good. Montana happens to get a question right, and or guesses the name correctly, I should say, you will hear this sound. Victory! Thank you, Johnny Drama. And if he gets it incorrect, you will hear this sound. all right simple enough name number one montana is this the name of an nba player or a four star army general i hope i got that right the name is jerome richardson jerome richardson
1: oh man wow not quite as quick of an answer as last time I'm going to go with four-star Army General.
0: Unfortunately, that is the name of an NBA player. Jerome Richardson, uh, also the nickname of Pooh Richardson, played in the NBA from 1989 to 1999 with the Timberwolves, Pacers, and Clippers. 11.1 points, 6.5 assists in 639 career games. Both
1: well, no five for five. Well... Get it out of the way right away. I guess
0: we can stop now, but you got you got to start another streak here.
1: That's true. All right, we got it.
0: Name number two is this the name of an NBA player or four-star general? The name is Barry McCaffrey. Barry McCaffrey.
1: I'm gonna stick with general. Victory.
0: Yes, sir, Barry McCaffrey. I don't know if he has any relation to former Broncos wide receiver Ed McCaffrey or current Panthers running back, Christian McCaffrey. But he was a four, named a four-star general or promoted or elevated to a four-star general in 1994. Um, he was also the director of the National Drug Control Policy at one point, and he kind of looks like Commissioner Hurst from Police Academy, if you ever Google him. All right. I don't think anybody's going to Google him anytime soon. All right. <laughs> name number three, NBA player or four star general. The name is Wesley Clark. NBA. Victory!
1: Actually, that's- <laughs> Oh, man. That's the worst. That might be the worst thing that's happened in the old Wow.
0: Add, add, Not- add, add, add that to our blooper reel. Um, no Wesley Clark is a four star general.
1: I had the hands uh, up and everything. Over that. <laughs> that, 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 that was like
0: the Nick Young shooting the three and then putting his hands up like this turning around whatever. <laughs> Uh You know who cares with Wesley Clark Sorry Wesley Clark. I know you're you know four star general, but we know you're not an NBA player. Let's just move on. Uh, name number four NBA player four-star general. the name is Anthony Carter. Anthony Carter. General. Well, I know not to play any more military games. Uh, Anthony Carter was in the NBA from 1999 to 2012, uh, former part and guard from the University of Hawaii, played for the Heat Spurs, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Knicks, Raptors, 4.8 points per game in six six 623 career games. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, let's let's end it up with with the a with the good one, Montana. NBA player, four-star general, the name is Winston Garland.
1: NBA player. Victory!
0: Yes, sir. Winston Garland played in the NBA from 1987 to 1995 with the Golden State Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Timberwolves, averaged 9.4 points per game in 511 career games. However, his claim to fame is being the father of Cavaliers all-star point guard, Darius Gardland. So yes, NBA player. All right, two for five. Montana, I promise I will not have next week's NBA player or have anything to do with any country's military or NATO or the United Nations. But better Perfect. luck next week yeah there we right. go <laughs> uh we've got to find a way to shoot that that nick young video of him putting his arms up when the shot rimmed out, but that's different time mm-hmm. all right uh everybody watching at home please don't forget throw in your comments you know throw us off uh feel free to comment along here with us uh, or just say hi and but we were going to go into ranking our top five nba players of all time by position Uh, 25 guys we're going to go through. We're going to go through them um, as quickly as we can. Uh, Feel free to chime in here. But um, we're going to start with the big men. We'll go with the traditional uh, positions, center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, point guard. But we're going to start with the big men. And I'll admit, Montana, when I was putting my list together, it was a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be. So let's start with the big men. We'll go number five all the way to number one who did you put at number five as far as uh number five center of all time?
1: So before I say who I picked, I, this was the, the center was the hardest one. I mean, really point guard. Point guard I got done quick. Okay. I mean, power forward. It was, it was really, it was really the the small forward and the center that was too tricky for me, but okay, you know, okay. I, I kind of really, really sat down and thought about it. And So my fifth pick would be Robert Parrish center for the Celtics. Um, Okay. The biggest thing about him was not only was he a rebounding, you know, he he led the league in rebounds multiple seasons, he was just a force. He was he was a huge part of that Celtics dynasty in the 80s. He was a big part winning three championships, you know, with Larry Bird, really, really setting the bar for the future of centers as well. I think he was a huge, a huge piece of where the center position is at today was because of how he played the game. So my fifth pick would be Robert Parrish because not only was he, you know, a leader in in rebounds. And, and he had a couple seasons where he was a defensive leader. He also won those championships that are thought of as some of the most prolific ones in history. So he's my right. fifth pick.
0: The chief uh, he got me surprised there a little bit But you know, he's, he's up there. I don't, I didn't have him in my top five for me, number five, I put, and this is one of my favorite players of all time. Personally, number five for me is a uh, NBA all time center. Number five came the dream Elijah. On, uh, the guy was just, I mean, the guy's nickname was the dream. Uh, the dream shake, uber athletic, could run the floor like a guard, uh, did it at both ends of the floor, a nightmare in the post. Um, definitely one of one it uh, deserves to be one of the best players, ranked as one of the best players out of all time. But for me, I had to came at number five. All right. You want to hit your number four? No,
1: so I was gonna say go into that. I had to keep in my four spot. So, um, okay, I had to cool. keep in my four spot because of where he's at record-wise. You know, he's obviously that leader in blocks, and he's he's a huge. That's right. I mean, he's he's up there. I don't know. That is another record. People don't look at that record like it's unbreakable, and it may not be, but that is a really, really, really tough record to beat because Hakeem was getting so many blocks on any given night that yes. he filled that up. I mean, the amount of blocks he got in the time he played was impressive, and no one thought it was ever going to be done again, and, and and it may not be. I I think it, it could be, but you know, he's up there with records. Obviously, he's up there with, with rebounds as well. And you know he's even up there decently high with steals. I mean he's up there overall defensively. So to me he's notched above Parrish because of his where he's at in the record books and also just where he's at as an all around player. You know obviously he won one less championship, but the not, basketball just got more competitive and and arguably those championships those Rockets won were some of the most impressive we've seen because of the era. Of yes. they were in. So Hakeem yes. without them, they would have not even been close to that either. He was their piece. He was, he was the Houston Rockets. I mean, they had some key other pieces, but that was who they were was him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think the Houston Rockets win either of their two championships without Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, and yeah, all-time leader of blocks. Um, you know, Number four, I actually have Shaq at number four, who he took on head to head in the 1995 NBA Finals. For me, the center position was the hardest to rank one through. Not, I'm sorry, was not the hardest one through five. Um, yeah, I, I know, Bringus Moe, You got number one. You got him at number one, but I got him at four. That's, that's tough when you when you have Shaq at number four on a list. That's a pretty solid list. Um, you know, he's got a couple more championships on a team. Uh, I mean, Hakeem took him to school in 1995, but after that check, (laughs) dominated, just dominated every center he played against after that. Um, Almost 30,000 points, nearly 15,000 rebounds, four rings, arguably the most dominant big man of the history of the NBA. But for me, he's fourth on my list as far as greatest centers of all time. Who you got at number three?
1: I've got Shaq at number three. We're making this really easy. We're just bouncing back and forth. (laughs) I've got Shaq at number three, and I have him over. And, again, each player for me kind of has a different reason for being on my top five. Parrish was kind of an an overall. Hakeem was because of where he's at in the record books. Shaq is a a mix of everything. You know, Shaq obviously – That dynasty with the Lakers and then went off and won another one with Miami, which I'm not going to say people didn't think he was going to win another one, but leaving that dynasty was huge. And the fact that he bounced back so quickly – I mean, he bounced back before Kobe did. Let's just be honest. Yes, he He did. He did have Dwayne Wade. That kind of helped a little bit probably. But, you know, it it definitely – shaq bounced back and shaq was great until he retired now of course we saw him in the cell i mean people forget he played for the suns the celtics the Cavs. i mean he's got yeah. the whole rainbow of jerseys he probably That's has a right. whole- yes he's he does he could set that yes all he
0: does all, he's got all the colors of the rainbow the former really jerseys so, Yeah,
1: yeah you know his career lasted a long time and we had great moments all the way through but you know how he was so dominant from when he got into the league until like 06 and to be that dominant yes. as a big man for that long and that consistent, we had not seen that much consistency. And I mean, you got a player like Patrick Ewan, who like the second he entered the league, his knees were bad. Centers were not seen to be that dominant that long. At least Shaq was dominant. And,
0: and athletic and dominant. Yeah. yeah.
1: Shaq was that, and he got way bigger too. Like he was he was a pretty he he looked way different when he was on the magic, and then he obviously got bigger, and but he was still decently quick he could move I mean he was great so long and we had not seen a player be that consistent that often so for me Shaq's consistency and his greatness and what he held is why he's on my number three
0: yeah I uh for me number three for the reasons you just said I have Will Chamberlain number three um the only guy that next to Shaq that you can have an argument on who was more dominant as a big man in the NBA I mean before Kareem, before Michael Jordan, before some of these other guys, Kareem was the elite and the prominent scorer of, of the NBA of all time. I mean, he still to this day holds the record for most points in one game with 100. Um, a lot of different scoring records, highest scoring average in one season with 50.4 points per game. Uh, and I think he was third in MVP voting that year um, that he had that 50 point per game average. But uh, a couple championships for Wilt, but all the reasons you just said, but I have Wilt just happen to be a number three. How about, uh, let's go to number. We are at number two, right? Yeah. Number two. Yes.
1: So I've got Kareem at number two, you know, big, again, I picked him as my goat overall all time. And he is right up there just looking at him as a center. He's right up there. Number two for me. Um, there's a reason my number one is where my number one is, and it's it's probably it might be obvious who it is. It might not be. Who knows? I people might not have accept, expected Robert Kerr to be a number Longley. five, but you definitely yeah, have Luke that's my Longley number one. one.
0: God, okay, let's <laughs> just no, stop so the show know, right now.
1: <laughs> Kareem Kareem is my number two because again, Kareem did it all. If you look at the list of accolades, I mean, it's a whole page. He he succeeded sure. in every element of basketball, and he only shot one three pointer, and he has the all time record yeah well so yeah he's 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 great that right there is it puts him out there so for me kareem is number two because of just how great everything he accomplished is and by everything i mean the whole page worth of stuff so kareem's my number two
0: yeah i think uh if i if i i'm gonna guess who you have at number one is who i have at number two and that's for me number two is bill russell um greatest winner of all time in in the history of the nba 11 championships um If they would have counted block block shots as a statistic, it is very possible that he would have dwarfed Hakeem Olajuwon's current NBA record, right? Uh, He wasn't just uh, a guy that won 11 championships. There's a reason why the Celtics won 11 championships. He was part of a team. He played a role. Uh, You know, he was an underrated scorer at just under 20 points per game, but he had, I think he averaged somewhere around 25 rebounds a game. A defensive force, the prolific defensive player of his era, Uh, you know, going up against Chamberlain all the time. And most of the time, his teams came out on top. Uh, I can't say enough. Team player, passing. The guy did it all other than shoot. Uh, but, you know, still scoring about 20 points a game. You got to put the ball in the basket somehow. And, and Bill Russell did manage to do that. So, for me, Bill Russell, number two. So, is that who you have at number one?
1: It is. Bill Russell's my number one. The biggest reason I had him a number one is because that, that 11 championship thing. You can't, to me when I think about greatness, I mean, it's more than just championships, but if I'm looking at who I think the best at a position is, it's who got his team the most, who got, I mean, who did the most for their team and of the 17 championships Boston has 11 of those are his.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, isn't
1: it? You can't, no one's ever going to do it again. And no one None ever this it day and would age. Be done, ever. I mean, it was ridiculous. He, he, did amazing things. And so I, he's my number one by far, you know, Kareem was sort of close, but I had Russell because again, he was there so long. He did so much for that team and they would not be the organization they are today without him.
0: Completely agree. Completely agree. I am surprised that you had you goat at number two on a list, but I get it. For me, I had uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as my top center of all time. Uh, He's still currently the NBA's all-time leading scorer. The longevity, playing 20 seasons, had something to do with it. Six MVPs. I believe, what did he have, five or six NBA championships? I think it was six, because he had one with Milwaukee and five with the Lakers, I believe. So six championships. Um, And the single hardest weapon in NBA history to stop, and that's a skyhook. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody, a clip of anybody blocking a skyhook. Um, so just all of that puts, for me, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the greatest center in the history of the NBA. So overall, I mean, we had pretty similar lists. You had Robert Parrish. I had Chamberlain. Um, no, nothing too outrageous. Was surprised about Parish, but it's not a bad pick. So we will uh, we got the centers down. Let's move on to the power forwards. Um, I'll just, you know what, I'll start with, the, with my number five. Yeah, That's all right with definitely you. Go for uh, it. A little bit of recency bias on my part, but I have Kevin Garnett as my number five greatest power forward of all time. Uh, KG was the man in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota still has a team in Minneapolis uh, in the NBA because of Kevin Garnett. They wouldn't have won anything without him. Not that they've won any championships, but they wouldn't have even been sniffing the playoffs without Kevin Garnett. And then him moving on to the Boston Celtics, getting championship number 17. Um, Former MVP, former defensive player of the year. 26,000 plus points, somewhere around 15,000 rebounds, perennial all defensive team. The guy did it on both ends of the floor. Uh, also legendary trash talker. But for me, I have Kevin Garnett at number five. How about you?
1: So for me, I've got Elvin Hayes as my number five. Um, Solid pick. For me, the the pick of him was, you know, obviously an NBA champion. Obviously he led the league and he had some, some really great seasons where he was really in the mix for the best players, you know, Multiple times first team, multiple times second team. Like he was everywhere. He was doing it all. He was achieving a lot of things. And I don't want to say the that position was underdeveloped at that time. But I think that he was a big reason for expanding that position because he had a yeah. pretty consistent overall game. So he did a lot for the league for where it is now. And then he's, you know, an NBA champion. He was a first team. He led the league in rebounds a season or two. So, you know, he, he's accomplished – quite a bit. 27,000
0: plus points. Yep,
1: Huge. And also, you know, pushing that position to the success and the notability it has today. I give him a decent amount of credit for getting the ball rolling. So he's my five.
0: I actually thought about putting Elvin Hayes at five myself. Good, good pick. Good solid pick. There are five for me. I have uh, the round mound of rebound Charles Barkley at number four, no rings. Everybody knows it. And everybody on TNT always gives them crap for it. But to me, being undersized at six, four and a half, even though he's listed at six, six, which is still undersized for a power forward, his size, his athleticism and what he was able to do on a basketball court just imposes will on, on, on his opponents, uh, 24,000 points, I think 12,000 plus rebounds, uh, 16 year career, I think an underrated career, um, mostly because it's overshadowed by the lack of championships, former MVP, two-time Olympic gold medalist. I know that's not in the NBA, but still an accomplishment. Um, I think a double-digit time all-star. but One of the more athletic power forwards you'll ever see in Charles Barkley. So that's my number four.
1: That's that's a solid pick. I want to say before I go through the rest of my list, I'm going to say right now that I did not have Barkley on my list. Um, Okay. So he was just outside ahead of my six. So he's not on my list, obviously a legend, but I do not have it. I just want to say that right away because people might be expecting to hear his name while you don't. That's all You're right. waiting because it's not going to be there. So, you know, but again, a lot of people would put him on that list. I'm sure a lot of our, our people watching would put him on that list comfortably. But for me, that my number four spot is Kevin Garnett. You know, obviously a legend. I can't say he's overhyped because he's on my type, top five, but I would say he's a little bit overhyped when it comes to Celtic legends just a little bit, but as an sure. overall player, because I mean, yeah, he only had one championship with the Celtics, but people forget what he did before that. People forget. I look at his career before the championship more than I look at his career during and then after, because yes, he was a huge part of their championship runs, arguably maybe the driving factor, but I, cause it definitely was not Paul Pierce's lazy ass. I'm sorry. I hate Paul Pierce. <laughs> I could do a whole episode about how much I hate Paul Pierce, but we'll save, no, that's we'll a, save a, that. That's we'll a save good that
0: one, a, episode topic. Uh, episode, it is. Uh, we'll oh. be on the arc, episode 17, I hate Paul Pierce. Here's why. That
1: could be a great one. There we go. <laughs> but you no, know, so Kevin Garnett's that four spot for me because, you know, obviously an NBA champion, but everything he accomplished besides just that, and I, he held great his whole career. He saw less minutes. Obviously, at the end of his career, he wasn't playing as much. But when he did play, he still looked pretty good. He was a solid player his whole career, and he was pretty durable. So, you know, he, 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 he made every single season matter. Those last few ones, when he went back to the Timberwolves, it wasn't really – you know, people were excited for that cat pair up with him and the mentorship that didn't go anywhere. I mean, he was over it by then. There was, no, there was nothing. He was not interested in that. So, yep. but no, he's my four spot because he's definitely a legend and he's not only a champion, but also just one of the best to do it for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, good pick. Uh, number three, uh, greatest NBA power forwards of all time. I have another guy with no rings, the mailman, Carl Malone at number three. It's pretty hard to rank someone outside of a top five of the list when he has thirty-seven thousand points, uh, uh, almost fifteen thousand rebounds, played twenty years, uh, two-time MVP. Uh, I mean, the guy did a lot right. He just, you know, he, he lost twice in the finals. Uh, at least he made it to the finals. Barkley only made it once. But for me, uh, just th- this consistency. He was always a twenty-five to twenty-seven point per game guy every season. Double-digit rebound guy. Mid, solid mid-range, seventy-some percent from the free-throw line. They call him mailman because he always delivered, but to me, it was more about him being consistent. And he was delivering even up into an older age as, as well. Um, I think he was still a 20-point-per-game score until he went to the Lakers for that final season, chasing a ring with with Shaq Kobe and Gary Payton. But guy, str- one of the strongest guys pound-for-founded in NBA history. And to me, he's my number three power forward
1: absolutely and that's a great pick my number 3 is it was tricky going up these top three was hard but i had giannis at my number 3 spot um wow. i think God. that he is one of the best to ever do it and i think that he will end up being that number one spot when he retires because this is a man that i see him being potentially the first nba player to win seven rings since i mean who was the last dude was, was that was that robert Gordon? or i think I, I can see Giannis being a player that sticks around oh. for a while. Now, do I see him winning all those in a Bucks uniform? Absolutely not. Come on over to the Lakers. We'll take you. We'll definitely take you. We'll, we'll get you some championships right away. But no. Um, no. So I think he, he will end up at that number one spot. I don't think he has done enough to be above number three quite yet. But he's a, you know he's a champion. He's an MVP. He has done so much. And he is still pretty young. He has a lot of career left. So – Obviously ambitious call saying he'll win seven, but I think he'll at least be up there in the five to seven range for sure. And I think he will be the the best power forward ever when it's all said and done.
0: (laughs) I was waiting for Jay to chime in as soon as you said seven, uh, seven rings. Wow. Okay. I mean, look, I think he'll be one of the best when it's all said and done Uh, seven rings. That's a lot, man, but we'll see. For me, number two, uh, greatest power forwards, I put Dirk Nowitzki up here. and This might be a controversial pick, but I don't think so. A uh, guy scored 30-plus thousand points, one of uh, just a handful of guys, I think seven or eight guys in a history game would do it. Um, he revolutionized the game. People talk about Steph Curry changing the game. Everybody was looking for a guy like Dirk Nowitzki, a stretch four, a, guy, a four that can shoot from the outside as well as Leary Bird could, basically, and maybe even do it better. Uh, when Dirk Nowitzki came in and started really ascending to that all-stars uh, le- uh, level status. Happy that he got a ring in 2011. Um, to me, uh, greatest European player to play in the NBA, in my opinion. So for me, Dirk's number two.
1: And that's, I mean, that's perfect. We have the same number two. So we've, <laughs> we've matched up for the first time. Right. And I had Dirk for the same reasons. Like you couldn't have said it. I mean, I could n- not say it any better. You, he is one of the best to do it. You know, he's one of a select few to score that many points. And he was great until he retired. You know, he we saw them almost make a push close to the end. Now, it wasn't that close, but he was playing pretty solid basketball. I saw him live either his last season or the season before he retired. And he he looked good. Everyone was going crazy in that building for him. And he put up like a 25 point game so he could still do it in the end, too. I think he just was done and he did everything he wanted to do. And that championship is arguably a top three best Championship all time. Tough, I mean, toughest a, road. So, yep. So, and so such a tough road. Definitely not as tough as the 2020 Lakers though. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'm on a roll with Lakers tonight. I just am thinking about them. <laughs> a lot of, uh, but no, so yeah, I have, I have my number two spot for all the same reasons you've had. him.
0: Okay. Number one on my list, uh, to me, the greatest NBA power forward of all time. Uh, Tim Duncan, a guy who won five championships 26,000 plus points, almost 15,000 rebounds played 20 years in the league. league. Um, gosh, I think he's got the third most NBA all-star appearances on the top 10 in blocks. Um, just a great player. San Antonio would not have a single championship if it wasn't for Tim Duncan. Was he the most athletic guy? No. Um, was he the flashiest guy? No, but the big fundamental, what he did was get it done. And he got it done to the tune of five rings. So for me, um, no, no, no! Bring a smoke, Draymond Green, add up here, <laughs> not, not this time. To me, it's uh, Tim Duncan for my number one spot. What about you?
1: So again, I mean, not super tricky at this part. I also have Tim Duncan in my number one spot. We have we matched up with the with those two with those two picks, and you know, rightfully so, those two have set themselves apart from the rest. Especially Tim Duncan. Like you said, that that team would not be who they were. That franchise would not be who they were without him. Absolutely. So, he He's a huge part of not just that history, not just, you know, Spurs history, but NBA and just sports history in general. He's a huge part of that. So he's my number one pick as well.
0: All right. Well, before we go on to our uh, small forward shooting guard point guard picks, let's hold briefly for a word from the Yankee and the Brits.
1: What's up, everybody? It's your boy Jay from Yankee and the Brit telling you to come over and check out our shows. The Yankee and the Brit sports talk well beyond the arc. The Markout Podcast, flagrant and foul, real talk with Jay, and MMA Underground Weekly at YouTube backslash the Yankee and the Brit
0: Deuces. Thanks, Jay. And you guys want to make sure that you check out those shows, uh, especially with the NFL season coming in. I know Jay and, and Maddie's got uh you know all over NFL training camps and uh previewing the season here, so be sure to check those out. All right, Montana best small forwards of all time. These last three positions were the toughest for me. In fact, shooting guard and point guard were the toughest for me to rank, but it starts getting much harder here at the small forward position. Who do you have at your number five spot for small forwards?
1: So I've got Elgin Baylor at number five. You know, I think unfortunately was never a champion. A lot of Celtics championships were handed out at the expense of him and his teams, but people say And, you know, it's hard to find a lot of highlights because that was a little bit before there's a lot of highlights out there. But there's some. But people say that he was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan play wise. That was Michael Jordan before there was a Michael Jordan, just with what he was doing and how 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 much of an influence he had on the league and how much of a he was up here with these guys. He was up here. I mean, the, the clips I have seen. He would be he's a player that is like he could be OK in any generation of basketball. He is one that we could see him right now in the MVP talk if he was playing today. So I've got Baylor, at my you know, I've got him at my five spot again, not a champion, but real very much up there, you know, record wise, which is impressive because he, he's, you know, hasn't played basketball in so many years. And he's still yep. up there with a lot of that. So he's definitely the one that is up there for me. And he's my five pick.
0: Hey, Nick, thanks for joining us. Yeah. You know what? I, I was actually going to put, I was going back and forth between Elgin Baylor and Dr. J at number five, but for me, I, I have the same number five. That's Elgin Baylor for the same reasons you just said. I mean, he was a six, five, six, six guy, somewhere around 27,000 points, but I think he had 10,000 plus rebounds too. And a very underrated part of his game is his rebounding and defense. But yeah, I mean, ask Dr. J ask Michael Jordan, ask some of these high flowers, flyers before that. And they all will say Elgin Baylor's game was that's who they modeled their games after. So Interesting. We got that pick
1: there. What about number four? So I have got Scottie Pippen at my four spot. I almost put him at five, but the reason I'm gonna I, I decided four was I do think that you take him off of that Bulls team, and they are not a six championship dynasty team are they a five championship four yeah are they a six champion no he was a crucial part of more than we remember because we're we are filled you know michael jordan that's what all we see you know that was the star but scotty pippen you take him away and there's some games where without him we would not they wouldn't we would not i'm not a bulls fan excuse me i'm starting to think i'm a bulls fan i guess but without Sorry, him, I sound but, like me yeah <laughs> which not quite yet but who knows maybe i'll switch over eventually but no so you know he he was just Something else, and I think that you don't see the same success if you take him off because he did more than what we saw because of just where Michael Jordan was on that team and just in basketball. So I had Scottie Pippen because again he was a guy that was up there, and his his resume and his accolades are are, are very impressive. They're they're up there. They're not Michael Jordan, but they are very much up there and very much impressive. And I think he needs a little more respect than what he than what he gets.
0: Yeah, I, I, people are going to accuse me of capping off your sheet. I have Pippen at number four myself. And we're I'll on go on to say we were on a roll, brother, but Scotty Pippen. Yes, I am a Bulls fan. Everybody knows that. I'm wearing my Bulls t-shirt tonight. Um, Scotty Pippen is actually my favorite player of all time. Um, Michael Jordan's my second favorite player of all time. I, I was spoiled as a Bulls fan growing up, and I got to watch a lot of Scotty Pippen, um, especially when Michael Jordan retired the first time. and You got to see him even grow even more. Did he deliver a championship without Michael Jordan? No, but he nearly won himself an MVP in the 93-94 season. Um, led the Bulls to the second round of the playoffs. They should have made it to the conference finals and beat the Knicks if it wasn't for Hugh Holland's terrible call, terrible call. And bring a smoke, you're 100% right.
1: Agreed.
0: Jordan doesn't win six rings without Pippen. You know, need, those guys needed each other. Jordan knows it. He even said in the last dance, you can't say Mike, uh, Michael Jordan without saying Scottie Pippen. Um, best small forward in the league in his time. Uh, and, you know, that's when Grant Hill was coming up too, but did it on both ends of the forward. was a 20-point-per-game score. Um, all defensive team, one of the best heralded is one of the best de- player defensive players of all time because of his length, being able to guard sky six, 6'1 one to six Um, won't talk about the comments that he made in his book, which I think, I don't know what Scotty was smoking or drinking there, but don't necessarily agree. But Hey, Scotty Pippen, number four on my list of NBA best forward, power, small forwards, excuse me, who you got at number three,
1: Kevin Durant. And I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Two-time champion, one of the best scorers ever, one of the best players ever. But a lot of his antics and a lot of his stuff in between holds him from being any higher. And it's not its not just that. I mean, come on. We look at these players, obviously, for what they do on the court. But what he has done off of the court has affected what he's done on the court. So for me, some of that stuff detracts him from that two, one or two spot. And also – I mean, this guy does not have as many championships as one or two, and I'm going off of, I'm not solely going off of championships, but that's, that's a decent size part of it for me, because that just shows, you know, this, like I said, who had the most success. So I, have got KD at my number three spot, but when it's all said and done, I think he will at least bump up to number two, but I, as of now he's, he's number three, but he's solidly in number three. He does he belongs on this list. He's great. But where he's great, he also has a lot of shortcomings that sometimes overshadow the greatness for me. So I've got him at my three spot.
0: Bringing smoke, I'll, I'll, I'll mention Tayshawn Prince's name just because you said it there at the bottom. Uh, Mason, and, and, uh, the PA announcer for the Detroit Pistons, I used to love how he uh, announced Tayshawn Prince's name. More about that later on. But anyway, listen, I got Kevin Durant number three myself. <laughs> Two championships. Um, guy, 50% from the field, 40% from three-point range, 90% free-throw shooter, one of the best offensive players in NBA history. He's basically a 6'11 guard is what he is. And since we talk about Kevin Garnett all the time on our podcast, I'm going to stop talking about Kevin Garnett. Durant, number three, we can move on. Perfect. Number two, who who you got?
1: You got Larry Bird for number two. For me, it wasn't that hard of a pick. You know, he he is another player that could play in any era and just cook players. That is a guy that he... It was all, I mean, he could just beat anyone on the court. And that, you know, Larry Bird for me, I'm not a Celtics guy. I'll never be a Celtics guy. I hate, I do not like the Celtics. But Larry Bird is a legend and he set the bar for that position. And he also set the bar for the league. And we forget, but him and Magic, again, they saved the league. So he saved the NBA. Won Save for the guys in the, in the back. League. Yeah. Yes, sir. Did did it all. Did a lot of trash talking and won a couple of three-point shooting contests as well, I guess. So he did it all. So he's he's my number two and comfortably number two. He's right there for me for sure.
0: I got him a number two myself. Same reasons why. I mean, Bird was the original 50-40-90 guy, like I mentioned with Kevin Durant. Underrated passer, underrated defender. Also averaged 10 rebounds a game for his career. Not a lot of people know that. If it wasn't for the back injuries and stuff like that, that hampered him the last few years of his career, which when he did play, he still, like you said, was, was cooking people. Um, no, Larry, Larry Bird's an obvious number two choice. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say we have, we both have the number one, the same as well. So let's just hear it. We got a number one.
1: LeBron James. I mean, and, and this is a player that no—I don't think anyone is ever going to pass him. It's going to take a minute. He's going to be a player that solidified himself in that number one spot. And when it's all said and done, he's going to be the all-time scorer. He's going to be top Absolutely ten is. in very in, in more than one category. He may have the most top ten. I don't know if he'll be the most top ten for with records, but he'll have. He'll he'll be in the top thirty for almost every record. I mean, almost everything you can think of, even turnovers, especially turnovers. He's up probably. there now. Yeah, yeah, he's sure, but no. LeBron James is great. He's a champion. He changed the league, and he is a player that we will never see again. So LeBron James, number one, and he's he's on in a league of his own in this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is an obvious pick in LeBron James. I mean, the man's on a Mount Rushmore of NBA all time greats. Yeah, I don't, I didn't have him as my goat. I have him as number two, and that's not a that's not a slight. But he's gonna. I even said it last week. He is going to be very soon as early as next season, the greatest have the greatest statistical career of any player in the history of the NBA. And it's going to be very difficult for anybody to even come close to some of that stuff. He's going to have 40,000 plus points, 10,000 plus rebounds, 10,000 plus assists. He might be top three in assists. He might become the all time leading assist guy by the time his career is over. Who knows how much longer he's going to play, but the guy can, there's literally nothing he can't do on a basketball court being at six, eight unstoppable when he wants to be. Um, Yeah, that's LeBron. Let's, Absolutely, by far. let That's let's not, let's not believe the point. All right, shooting guards. For me, the shooting guards and tough guards, or the point guards are the toughest to pick. I'll start with my number five uh, top shooting guard uh, in the NBA of all time. And for me, it was Jerry West. I uh, got to give it to another old school guy, Jerry West. Nowadays, forgotten with all the different uh, athletic combo guards we have in the league here. But Jerry West, <laughs> the original Mr. Clutch, 25,000 plus points. Uh, a teammate of Elgin Baylor's as well. Those two guys were an incredible one-two punch. And then later on when they got Will Chamberlain and the Lakers, they only managed to win one one title, made it to the finals together a couple of times. Jerry West was like the Buffalo Bills of the NBA before they got that title. And I believe it was 72. Uh, Made it to the NBA finals numerous times. Got beat by Bill Russell and the Celtics. But for me, Jerry Russ, the original Mr. Clutch, number
1: five. Great pick. I've got Clyde Drexler taking up my five spot. He Slide. would have been. He would have been. Honestly, I Michael Jordan got in his way a little bit. Michael Jordan got in a lot of people's ways, and yep. you didn't really look at Clyde Drexler as much as I think you would have if Michael Jordan was not at least similar, similarly drafted to similar season. You know, it was very close, and people, you know, J- Jordan just was polarizing, so everyone focused on him. But I think Clyde Drexler was one of the most underrated legends of all time. You know, an NBA champion. He's Here's up that. there. He's an all-star. He was consistent. You know, he was he was constantly in the talks, you know, for several different awards, you know, not, not super big with accolades. He doesn't have a lot of accolades in the award department, but he was in the talks plenty of times. And that was in eras when it was anybody's game every season. So he was a legend. He won that title, obviously. And I think he solidified himself in that top five position because he did so many different things and he made a couple different teams look pretty damn good. So he's on my five spot.
0: Good pick. I didn't have Drexler in my top five. He was just outside the top five. For me, just a side note on Drexler, him getting traded to Houston and teaming up with Akeem Elijah in 95, both of them actually going to the University of Houston years earlier, um, becoming 5 slam jam and then reuniting with the Rockets and winning a championship in 95 was one of the coolest things I've seen in the NBA. Very happy for Clyde Drexler for that. Classy guy, too. Uh, for me, number four. This might surprise some folks, but I actually have Ray Allen at number four. Um, he was the guy that held the well, broke Reggie Miller's record for most all-time threes in a career, just recently pa- uh, passed by Steph Curry. But I have Ray Allen here, longevity, that shooting stroke, the accuracy. And people forget when he was younger with the Milwaukee Bucks, that dude was athletic. I mean, he competed in slam dunk contests, um, 20, 25 points per game easily, um, And, yeah, I mean, he was the true definition of a shooting guard. He was a guard that shot, and he did it very well. Um, Has has a couple championships to his name. Bailed out the Heat one year in uh, one of the more memorable shots in NBA history. So, for me, number four is Ray Allen. What do you got?
1: Great minds think alike. I've got Ray Allen for the same exact (laughs) reasons. Um, Again, I think a lot of people maybe wouldn't even have him up in the top five. I think some people don't understand what he did for the game because he was a huge – part of where the speed of the game is at with the three ball everything today like people think curry but before curry there was ray allen so Absolutely. i've got I've got ray on the same spot same reasons and we're good to move on to number three
0: yeah number three i have i was actually surprised i put him in my top five but i have dwayne wade as my number three shooting guard of all time uh three championships uh basically was the main guy on the 2006 miami heat sh- uh team with Shaq, uh playing robin in that role um, flash under, I think a little bit of an underrated career athletic, uh, wasn't as great of a shooter as Ray Allen, but as if it's a two guard, I thought he could do it on both ends of the floor. Definitely a top five player in the league, many years of his career, the three championships put him, puts him a little higher than some other guys on my list. Um, but for me, I'm, I was even surprised, but I have him at number three.
1: Well, he's number three for me as well. So we're moving right along to getting that streak started again. But no, same I mean he was great. I think that people looked, you know, he he was in the unfortunate position of being in the same position, at the same time as Kobe Bryant. So yes. yeah, you know, Dwayne Wade, yes. great, and he got respect. There's no lack of respect. I don't think he's underrated, but I think he would have a little bit more respect and a little bit more of a place up here. Had he not been right there with Kobe Bryant, and they they were back when they would play each other, it was fun to watch, and they would go back oh, yeah. and forth with, against each other. But they, they were cooking each other, other people they were doing it all, so it was exciting. But I definitely think that that kind of put him maybe a little bit below the you know that starlight. I think that you know of course Kobe Bryant took took up most of that. So so yeah, but he's definitely my my number three as well.
0: Speaking of uh, the late great Kobe Bean Bryant, I am a number two of my greatest shooting guards uh, in NBA history. And just for the reasons you said, Dwayne Wade, great player. But when you put Kobe's accomplishments next to Dwayne Wade, there's no contest. Kobe Bryant, five rings, 33,000 plus points. um, Does it on the both ends of the, or did it on both ends of the floor. A fierce competitor, a Jordan clone who is even more psychotic on the court, if you can even believe that as far as competitiveness goes. To me, the greatest tough shot maker. I mean, come on, everybody, he's like, Kobe. That one in you just have to take my word for it. Um, but yeah, Kobe the late Kobe Bean Bryant got the black mamba, just a fierce competitor, want to rip your heart out and stomp on it. Um, yeah, for me it was number two.
1: Number two, we we match up once again, and I couldn't have said it any better. Kobe Bryant is he's that step above, you know. He was that step above. He was what a lot of people thought was like. The next Jordan, when he got into the league, people said, you know, that we had a, lot of, they had a lot of similar moves, a lot of similar mentality stuff. Arguably, I think Kobe Bryant was a little, was a little crazier with it. He took it a little bit more. I, it was different. They both took things personal, but Kobe was just a whole different
0: animal. He just took that, that up to –
1: Whole new yeah. level. So, you know, so he's he was great and he was he set set the bar high. And I think we will not see another Kobe Bryant type of player again. He's another one of those unique. And I know we'll see players with similar aspects and you know similar skills, but all together, all those pieces together, Kobe Bryant was so special. So he's that number two spot comfortably.
0: Play played 20 years straight out of high school and he played through some tough injuries. I just remember one more thing about Kobe Bryant before I go to number one. I remember hearing a story that he broke his finger and I thought, okay, he's out for the season. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bring it smoke. We can get <laughs> you Rip Hamilton. Uh, one of the, one of the best to shoot off uh, curls and picks uh, kind of emulating Reggie Miller, but from the, for the mid range there, but uh, Kobe Bryant would just pay through, play through anything, pay through playing. I mean, played with a broken finger and they won the 2010 finals. They won a championship with him and he, Oh, I'm not sitting out. Okay, shoot me up with whatever. I'm not taking anything. I'm just going to go play through the pain. So for me, mad respect for the Mamba. Uh, But for number one, greatest shooting guard of all time, my personal goat was Michael Jordan. Uh, All the reasons that we said for Kobe Bryant, I I just think Jordan was that much greater. Um, You know, anytime you think of Jordan, you naturally think of the six championship rings, and you do naturally think about Scottie Pippen as a teammate, and those guys forming the best Batman and Robin duo. Uh, Part of the Doberman's defense that uh, Phil Jackson had uh, with the the Chicago Bulls there. Uh, Did it on both ends of the floor. Was a multi-time league leader in steals. Most scoring championships uh, won with 10. Retired twice. Took uh, a year and a half off the first time. Came back and then later elevated himself to be the best player in the league once again. And then took a a retirement a second time. Didn't play for about two and a half years. And was still playing at an all-star level. Not the same type of player. I was still a 20 point per game all-star level player uh, up until he was 40, but we can go on and on about uh, these guys, but Jordan top shooting guard. Uh, Let's just jump right into the point guards for me. This was by far the toughest one uh, to rank. So five through one, let's go Montana. Number five, who you got?
1: I've got Chris Paul. Um, Definitely a player that every single franchise he's played for has been great. He took the Oklahoma city thunder and he, put them on his back and he took them to the playoffs and they had success. They competed. So I've got, you know, Chris Paul's my number five. And also when it's all said and done, he's going to be top, you know, top two, he's going to be one of those guys with a, I think, I think he, I mean, he could be around for a while. We could see him get that all time assist. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but we, it's, it's you never know because he's a player that, his game could last a lot longer. It's going to, when he's ready to be done, as long as there's no injuries, that's when he's going to be done. So I've got Chris Paul filling that number five spot because of who he is for every team he's ever played for.
0: I, if we had to stretch this to six, I'd have Chris Paul as my sixth uh, top point guard. So not a bad pick. I actually have Isaiah Thomas at number five. Uh, Leader of the bad boys, Detroit Pistons. Uh, nearly 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. Guy did it on both ends of the floor. I know I say that about a lot of players, but uh, being undersized, especially his early years, if you look at some of those old games that Isaiah Thomas was playing, I mean, you thought Alan Iverson was getting to the rim. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was doing just that as well. Uh, underrated as a scorer, but a great floor general. Uh, underrated passer, by the way, but I think he did lead the league in assists a couple of years before John Stockton went on this crazy streak of leading the league in assists for like 10 straight years. But for me, uh, the two championships set him apart from Chris Paul. So I have at number five. How about number four?
1: I've got John Stockton at number four. Um, Excuse me. No, 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 no. I apologize. I flipped this. I've got Isaiah Thomas at number four. Sorry. I definitely don't have John Stockton at four. So I have Isaiah Thomas at four. Um, I had him above Chris Paul for the two things that he won that Chris Paul was never going to win, and that's championships. Um, I don't know if I should. I mean, maybe he'll win one, but I I don't see it happening. I don't think he's going to get one. I think he could play some more seasons, but I don't see him getting one unless he takes a – a role player position towards the end. Maybe he gets hops on a team, but I I don't see him doing that because that's just not his style. But um, Isaiah Thomas, two championships. And going back to back in the 80s and 90s, you only saw teams like the Lakers and the Celtics doing that. And so the fact that these Pistons did this like they did and they they had a mini dynasty. I'm not going to call it a dynasty. I think you need to at least have three championships to call it a dynasty. But they were close to getting a dynasty. And, you know, obviously trades, injuries, everything broke them apart. But that team, the heart and soul was Isaiah Thomas. That was Isaiah Thomas. When they were winning, it was because of Isaiah Thomas. And that could have yep. been him on the sides or him on the court. He was the Detroit Pistons. So he's my number four and he's a player that I think is a little underrated. And I think yep. that he's a player that deserves a lot more respect. And he, I think he only played for
0: 12, 13 years. Mm-hmm. um Torres Achilles never came back uh, in his, I think 12th or 13th year. Once, I think, held the, the NBA record for most points in a playoff quarter, and it happened in the NBA Finals, 25 in a quarter against the Lakers on a bum angle, mind you. One of the gutsiest performances in NBA Finals history. For me, number four, I have Oscar Robertson, uh, the original Mr. Triple-Double. First guy to average a triple-double in an NBA season, for an NBA season, excuse me, before Russell Westbrook did it three of the last four years. Well, three of the last five. Uh, former MVP. I believe uh, won one championship teaming with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Milwaukee. Um, Six-five taller guard, one of the bigger taller guards of his era, but um, definitely uh, top-five point guard for me is Oscar Robertson.
1: Absolutely. So now I did get it, and I got the right name at the wrong time because my number three spot I have John Stockton. He leads the lead. I mean, he leads the record boards and assists. I believe he leads. Does he lead steals as well? I think.
0: Yes, he is the all-time leading, leading uh, steals guy and uh, all-time leading assists in the what NBA. What more could
1: you want other than maybe a championship or two? I mean, he did it all. And, and that yeah. that Jazz team was in the mix every season in the 90s for the most part. Though Him and, Malone, and, and um, Malone were really, really, really just one of the best duos in NBA history, one of the most underrated duos. So I would say he's my number three spot because of the success he had. But also, I mean – all-time assists and all-time steals to hold more than one record now with how long that, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the '90s, but still, it's been a while. It's been a while since that happened. It's been a, it's been a pretty long lasting. So will it get broken? Yeah, they're not unbreakable, but they're definitely impressive. They've held this long and they wouldn't be where they are at if they weren't held by anyone other than Stockton. Stockton set the bar up here. So.
0: Smoke. I'm not going to repeat that, but I completely agree with what you said there. Um, yeah, I have John Stockton as my number three top point guard of all time as well for a lot of the same reasons. Um, what I'll add to that is underrated defensive player, played in the league for 20 years, played until he was 40. Um, him and Karl Malone, literally, all they did was pick and roll people to death. And he got 15,000 assists, and Karl Malone got 30,000 points off, picking and rolling people to death. And, you know, they were smart. They went after what worked and they continued to work and, you know, they did it to perfection. So, not much more to say about John Stockton. You know, one of the greatest players to never win a championship, um, but still top five NBA point guard of all time. Who you got at number two?
1: Okay, so the second, not the first, and I don't think he's ever going to be the first, but the second of all time. And this might make some people mad. I've got Stephen Curry, second all time. Smoke,
0: sit down. Smoke, relax. Take a breath. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly who I was referring to because <laughs> I know that's I know that's your guy. But here's the here's the thing. Curry is amazing, you know, all time leader in three pointers. He is going to win himself at least one more championship. He is a player that changed the game he he the way we see these high school middle school the way we see them play now was very much heavily influenced by the way basketball was changed up top which was with those but big guys and curry was one of the biggest ones in that change so we see so many more threes and we've seen a surge since curry was making it look cool and making it look like that's the way to win and now that's what everyone wants to do you'll see Joel Embiid throw up a three maybe we'll even see ben simmons throw up a three if he steps on the floor this season if he steps on the floor but i Got I've got Curry, I've got Curry number two, and I've got him solidly number two. And could he get up to number one eventually, potentially, but he has a lot more to do to get up to number one in my in my specific opinion. So I've yeah. got him comfortably number two. See the the role of the point
0: guard has changed, changed the game. Number one player of all time. So smoke is going to be on that mountain for Curry as the goat. He's not coming off. You you can't, you can't get him off there. Muggsy Bogues, Muggsy Bogues right up there. Fracas, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I I think Montana, you and I have the same number two, number one for me. Number two is Steph Curry, right now. Could he be number one? Absolutely, but not yet, not yet. He's got four. Definitely changed the, the way the games played today. Um. It's totally eliminated the traditional center. Completely agree. All-time leader in three-point shooting. But people forget the guy averaged seven, point, uh, seven assists per game in his career. And traditionally, a point guard is the guy that runs the offense, sets everybody else up as a table center. Now, over the last 20 years, it's really shifted to somebody that uh, it needs to be a scoring guard, like a combo guard, if you will. Uh, as far as the shooter, Stephen Curry, greatest shooter of all time. We've said it a million times on the show. Um, he's technically a point guard because he's got Clay Thompson as a two guard next to him in the backcourt. But Stephen Curry runs a show there in Golden State, will continue to do so. I think he's going to get one more ring as well, Montana. But for me, as far as a point guard of all time, the NBA, I have him number two, which isn't too shabby. No, So no. I, number one, let's hear it. I, I'm pretty sure. You know, let's hear the name, Muggsy
1: Bogues. You got this. We definitely have the same one. I just know it. So coming at number one, this guy changed the game, and there's no one even close, and that would be Russell Westbrook. No, but anyway, seriously. So I'm going to get serious for (laughs) now. I wanted to to hold it.
0: Serious for a second.
1: I wanted to hold it on, I just couldn't. I don't want anyone thinking my number one. I almost fell out of my chair. (laughs) No, but being serious, (laughs) Magic Johnson. And here's what I want to say. If We want to talk about a player that really changed the game. That's Magic Johnson. Steph Curry changed the game as it's played today in certain factors. Magic Johnson changed the game of basketball as a whole. So Magic Johnson, in my opinion, changed the game as we know it today. And, I mean, six-time champion, more than one time. I mean, so many MVPs, so many – I mean, he did it all. That guy did everything. And to win that much but also be on a team with a superstar like Kareem, that just shows how balanced of a player he was. That duo worked so well because of balance. So Magic Johnson slash Russell Westbrook is my number one pick. (laughs)
0: One way to give our viewers and myself and Jay a heart attack by having (laughs) Russell Westbrook at number one. My gosh. We need to have a list of guys we mentioned the most on our podcast. I think KD and Russell Westbrook and Kyrie up there. But anyway, see, they got mentioned again. No, I have Magic Johnson is my top point guard in the history of the NBA for the same reasons you said. The guy was a 6'9 point guard. 6'9. I mean, I completely agree. Steph Curry has changed the way the game is played today. But since Magic Johnson, there haven't you know the closest thing you've seen to a six nine point guard is what you know Jay was mentioning earlier point forward. You have LeBron James playing a point forward. Scottie Pippen played point forward for a good part with the Bulls. Grant Hill in his prime before he got hurt was more of a point forward. Penny Hardaway was a tall point guard at six seven, not quite six nine, but that's what people were saying. The next Magic Johnson, um, a guy that got you 10, twenty points a game, ten assists per per game a true floor general, the leader of the Showtime offense, one of the more exciting offenses um, in NBA history, leading the fast break, no look passes. He wasn't just a gimmick at 6'9". The guy was a legitimately good passer and got his team. He was a, a true floor general and got his team going. And, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was great. He was a, a top scorer in the NBA. He doesn't get five more championships without Magic Johnson. Now, granted, yeah. Magic probably doesn't get him without Kareem either, but he kind of took that Lakers team to the next level and got them to be one of the two uh, – the, the team of the 80s, let's just say it. You know. Unfortunately, HIV diagnosis uh, kind of cut his career short. Um, probably could have played another couple of years, really add on to his numbers. He would have been over 20,000 points, and he's probably he probably would have been the NBA's all-time leader in assists if uh if what what not for that retirement and, uh ahead of the 92 season the 91-92 season but yeah six 9 we haven't seen it much since you have Ben Simmons at six ten trying to play point guard but he couldn't sniff uh magic johnson's jock if uh if he paid him but if curry wins number five championships does he get to number one that's a great question
1: he has to win six <sighs> or seven I don't know. not five not Five's, to uh,
0: me, Five's not enough. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Let's see. Let's see where Curry's at at the end of the uh, at the end of his career. What other accolades he has? Does he get another MVP? Does he win at least another championship? Does he get if, another Finals yeah. MVP? If he can um, get more
1: than one, uh, if he can get at least one more MVP, if he can get at least one more of all those awards plus five championships, then I think that'd be a li- he'd be up there for sure. But if it's if, just if, five championships. I don't think so. No, it's going to take more than that. Well,
0: we'll see. Let, let's let's see if, we, if he gets that fifth championship. We can have the conversation again. But great debate as always. A good conversation to have. Uh, Smoke will be happy when he gets his fifth, his sixth, and whatever other championships he wins. That's for sure. So, anyway, that that brings us to a close of our ranking of the top five NBA players of uh, of all time by position. Um, not going to go back and list them all hopefully you guys are watching that's why we have this thing on youtube so you can go back and watch it but if you guys disagree put it in the comments uh be sure to follow the show but this isn't well beyond the arc isn't the only place where you can find montana and myself montana where else can our viewers and listeners find you
1: Yeah, so I have another show called The Connor and Heffernan Show. We're on Spotify, Podbean, and Amazon Music, and it's just a little bit of everything. We only have six episodes out. We took a little bit of a break, but we might start that up soon. And then a Lakers podcast is on the way. I have a big move coming up, so it's probably going to be closer to when the season starts, but I'm going to be getting a Lakers podcast that I'll get plugged out once it's ready to go.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, be sure to check that out. For me, uh, check out my website, I have a blog website called the sportspageblog.com. Be sure to check that out. I just released a blog a couple days ago ranking the my top 10 NBA starting lineup introductions with video. If you want to make sure you check that out of all time and a little brief history of how that got to be started as far as how the NBA started doing player introductions, turning off the lights, Music, all that stuff. Be sure to check that out. Pretty interesting stuff. So, the thesportspage.com, sportspageblog.com. Uh, also have some trivia. You can find the links to all of our well beyond uh, the arc uh, website or episode uh, links on there. Is take you straight to the Yankee and the Brit uh, channel as well. So be sure to check that out. Well. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Let us know in the comments, if you guys had somebody else at uh, number one or any rankings in our top five positions, I'll be taking a break most likely for next week, but we'll catch you guys back in two weeks with uh, some more great NBA basketball content. And until then we'll see you later.